0: Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness. With your host Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into today's show. I, I, I'm gonna before I get into anything or what we're doing, I just want to um, take a moment and recognize the tragedy of the lives lost, the property destroyed uh, over in Maui, and, um, and and just say that. Uh, I mean, there's really not a lot you can say. Uh, It is disgusting to me to see liberals using it as an excuse to push their climate change hoax. Uh, These fires happen; Uh, they 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 don't normally happen in the more populated areas out there, but it's not uncommon for there to be fires out there, Uh, just like any place else. Anyway. It's a uh, it's a tragedy and, and shame on uh, those extreme commie Democrats for using other people's suffering to try to advance their uh, their climate agenda. Anyway, so we're we're going to move on here. We got um, let's pray for those in Hawaii, shall we? Yeah. Um, anyway, we got uh, we got Biden going out there doing what Biden does. And so we're going to cover that a little bit. He's he was in Utah today. He's talking about, um, you know, how great his economic plan is doing and how Bidenomics is. And um, the only thing Bidenomics is doing is wrecking this country from the bottom up and middle out. So at least he got that part right. Whatever that means. I don't even bottom up, middle out. Something he made up, but he likes to keep saying it. Um, And. We're going to take a look at his false claims of reducing the deficit by $1.7 trillion. He keeps saying that. He keeps saying he's been to Afghanistan and Iraq 38 times, 40 times, 50 times. The reality is it's only about 21 times. We'll take a look at a little bit of that. Uh, use of excessive force by our federal law enforcement agency. Another, another, um, an, another stain on the FBI. They just can't seem to keep their feet from stepping in shit. And, uh, and a, once again... They go after a senior citizen, uh, the crack of dawn, flashbang grenades, and a, and a full blown SWAT team to go after an old man. And uh, he ended up dying in that confrontation, I would imagine, because the first thing he did when he heard somebody busting through his door was uh, was grab a firearm. And he was set up. You don't just go into someone's house like that. They didn't it wasn't necessary for them to arrest him or to serve a warrant in that fashion. That should be your last resort. A lot of law enforcement, former FBI agents have said that. That's your last resort. You don't go busting into someone's house like that with a pre-dawn raid. So we'll take a look at that a little bit. And we'll take a look at the border. It's not getting better. It's not going away. It's still there. The illegals are still flooding across. The criminals are still flooding across. The gotaways are still coming. They're still bringing fentanyl into this country. They're still flooding our cities. And they're overwhelming. A lot of our cities, it's funny that a lot of them are sanctuary cities, but still it's sad. I mean, this should not be happening. There's no reason for it to be happening. And it's it's Joe Biden's fault, of course, because he said before he was even elected, come on in, come on in. And now he's got a phone app where they can just, they don't even have to come and apply for asylum here. They can just, or in a third country, like you're required to do by law, if you were to follow the, the uh, immigration program like it was written, no, no, they just make shit up as they go, and trying to make it easier for illegals to get here. I don't know what their problem is. I don't know what the end game is, if because uh, they can't really count on these people voting for them. First of all, they can't vote. Second, a lot of Hispanic people have family values. You know, they don't believe in this transgenderism BS. They don't believe in the the uh, LGBTQ plus and then the pronouns and the, and just all of this. It's and the education, by the way, teaching your kids about sex in, in kindergarten or sooner. Mm. With graphic material, yes, yeah, it. Drag queens, I don't think they they dig them too much either. But uh, let's kick it off here. Let's get things going, shall we? Sorry, I started in a somber mood. I'm trying to, I'll, I'll suck myself out of it. I'll get I'll get uh, turned up here. Okay, I'm turned up, tuned in. You're tuned in. Let's go. We're going to start off with Joe Biden because uh, he, he made – just, again, stepping in it all over the place. But we need to take a look at the economy, folks, because the economy – inflation ticked up more than they thought. It's going – it's on its way back up again. And, you know, they'll of course, they'll say, well, you know, Dan, really, it's uh, it, it's much less than it was a year ago, yes – and it's lower than it was. At it's at its high of you know nine percent. Yes, it is. It's still double what it was when Biden took office. So to put it in perspective, it's still one hundred percent more, double what it was just a couple of sh- sh- short years. seems like a long years, a uh, long time ago. It's been two and a half years of Biden, and uh, so it's double what it was when he took office just two and a half years ago. Anyway, check it out. Of
1: the Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal have started to, call, started to call my plan binomics. Initially, I don't think they meant it with a great deal of respect. <laughs> with all due respect for them, our plan is working. It's working. The economy has grown since I took office. It grew faster in the, in the last quarter than anyone expected. And, you know, we've created over 13 million brand new jobs since I took office.
0: $13 in less than three years. <laughs> They're not brand new jobs. The pandemic ended and people went back to work. Oh Yeah, your you're, you're Bidenomics, it's working all right. It's working exactly how everybody predicted it would. It's destroying the economy of this country. It's not working for anybody except for the uber wealthy because guess what? It doesn't bother them to lose a little bit of money here and there. It's not going to affect them. High gas prices don't affect them. 16% increase in cost of goods, 19% in groceries. That's not going to impact them. But it does hurt everybody else. You know, the normal people, the plebs down here, the the peasants, if you will, hurts us a lot. We're not going on vacations. We're not buying those new things. We're not buying consumer or durable goods, because we have to spend all of our money on consumable goods. (sighs) Anyway, we'll take a look at a couple of uh, quick little analysis here, our comment, and then we're going to get into some charts. I'm going to prove him wrong. I brought the receipts. Here we go.
2: Dangerous. We don't have many tools left, right? Let's just think about the compounding effects of of this recent inflation crisis. Prices are up 16%. Over since Joe Biden took office, for food they're up nineteen percent. For used car prices, up thirty percent. Electricity prices up twenty three percent.
0: Thirty percent more for a used car. Twenty three percent more for electricity. You know the electricity they want everybody to use. The electricity they want everybody to switch over to that's gone up twenty three percent since Biden took office. Yeah, so you stop using that that oil and that gas and that coal in your house, and switch over to electricity so you can pay more for it? Because we all have got leftover money, right? 19% in groceries, and I think that number's low. But 16% overall is what they say. Prices are up. But guess what? Wages are also down. The inflation that we're seeing is in all the stuff that consumers really have no choice but to buy. So housing,
2: energy, food, that continues to be
0: the story. Yeah. So these are things that we have to have. We don't have a choice. Housing, energy, food, transportation. We need to put gas into that to get around and to make it move. Because we can't afford, even with all their tax credits, we can't afford to buy new cars because we're just trying to keep our head above water. And everybody sees that. That the, Everyone on the streets, everyone who does a household budget, sees what's going on because we're feeling what's going on. It's impacting our lives. Whereas with people like Biden, the political elite and whatnot, it doesn't impact them at all. And you know who it impacts the most? It impacts low income and middle income workers. The very people that need the most relief, the people who also suffered the most during the pandemic which was also a huge scam and a mistake. The bottom up and the middle out. That's what Biden always claims. That's what he's said since he was running for president. He's going to build the economy from the bottom up and middle out. It turns out he's destroying the economy from the bottom up and middle out. As the poor and the middle income earners are hit the hardest in his economy.
1: And wages are
0: growing faster than inflation. Are they? Because for over 24 straight months, real wages have been down. They actually just now, just this month, the current uh, chart, let's see where we're at here. Just now, they just barely broke even with inflation in the past month. So the July numbers. Up until then, every single month of Biden's presidency, real wages have been down. They've been down because inflation has eaten them up, but now inflation is ticking back up again. So I would expect for that gap to again, widen and for real wages to continue to fall. To get an idea of what that looks like, a lot of people are visual. I'm pretty visual. I don't, uh, I mean, people can spout numbers at me all day long. I'm not an accountant. I don't, I don't speak in numbers. I do. I am a visual person. And I can look at graphs and understand them and go, "Oh, okay, what's going on?" So he, he just said that wages are out outpacing inflation. That's false. He's been; they've been saying that for two years. It's been wrong for two years. It's not keeping up. And, and so, if you look at prices of, you can see the the blue line; those are prices, nominal wages. So wages have gone up, as they do. So, but when you calculate in the increase in prices, prices are going up faster than wages. Therefore, your real earnings, that's how you come up with that number, your real earnings are down. So as long as prices are increasing faster than wages, you're not making more money. You're making less. And they, they can't seem to get that through their heads, or they just think that you're all so stupid that they can t- continue to tell the same lies over and over again. Here's another way to look at it. Average hourly earnings. You can see the uh, the blue, the blue line is nominal. So that's that's what that's that, those are the wages that are that people are getting. They have gone up and they've gone up steadily ever since 2020. But the problem is, so has inflation. So that green line makes the adjustment and reflects what your real hourly earnings have done your buying power has gone down because prices have gone up. Your debt load has gotten higher because interest rates have increased. It's the only weapon they have. So while you're getting hit at the grocery store, the pump, energy prices, overall, used car prices, you name it, you're getting hit everywhere. While all of that is happening, your interest rates are also going up on on that car loan, on that house loan, on your credit cards, it's the only thing they have to battle inflation is by jacking up interest rates. Mortgage rates are up around close to 8% now for a 30-year fixed mortgage. People can afford less house because they can't afford the payments anymore. And if you take a look at it, real employment, cost index, wages and salaries for all private workers, you can see the projection from 2015. It's been pretty steady. The, the inflation and the the, the wages have gone up pretty steadily like a healthy economy does. And beginning in 2021, when Biden took office, that blue line reflects what's happened. And that gap at the end in between is a difference between the trending, the trend, the cost index, if you will, of wages and salaries versus where they what's happened to them since. So it's not coming anywhere near what the trend has been since 2015. It's not even close. And they sit out there and it, they they think people are dumb. The one you know the thing that gets me or ooh, 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 they say lies like that over and over and the seals out there just clap. I don't know if these people are still living in their parents' basement and so all their bills are getting paid for them or if they're just stupid. Because Every single person is feeling it. To be in denial of it, I, I don't understand why people are blatantly in denial of it. I have people argue with me all the time on social. They jump in, "Oh well, you know, he's created all these jobs and wages are up." Yeah, did you? Did CNN tell you that? Because <laughs> if you go look at the actual numbers, they're not up. They're down. He continues his lie about the uh, about the the deficit, too. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But before then, let's take a look at this.
3: We have lots of deficits here. Interest rates are very important. The Treasury, of course, is going to have to wake up. Uh, last I looked, $1.62 trillion deficit for the first 10 months of this fiscal year. Unbelievable. And interest on the debt this fiscal year, 10 months in, is already up 15.5%. One, five and a half percent. Those numbers alone should make us definitely be paying not only close attention to interest rates, but also how some of the rating agencies, many have dismissed, well, exactly what they may be paying closest attention.
0: Yeah, Bidenomics is working $1.62 trillion in deficit for the first 10 months of this fiscal year. That's insane. That's a massive amount. Interest rates on the debt. <laughs> Is already up to 15.5%. So as our debt increases, our debt, by the way, has gone from, where were we at? uh, When Biden took office, $26.94 trillion. It's now at 32.68 and projected by 2025 to be over $35 trillion. And the interest on that money has become more expensive because of the increase in interest rates. China's laughing their ass off. But Biden likes China. So the deficit, that's what we're talking about here now. Make more than $400,000 a
1: year. Your federal taxes aren't going to go up a single penny. And guess what? I did all this without raising anybody's taxes in middle class. And one other little thing, during this process...
0: I cut the federal budget in
1: two years by $1.7 trillion. And the SEALs all
0: clap. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. Uh, Everybody's taxes have gone up. They've gone up by wages going down because of inflation. Inflation is a tax. Inflation costs everybody money. Mm -hmm. And, And it affects those who need the money the most. Like I already said, the poor... And the middle-income earners are the ones that are suffering. Fortunately, their wages have gone up a little more than the rich, but still not enough to compensate for inflation. So it's simply not true what he's saying. And the lie he keeps saying, I brought the deficit down $1.7 trillion. All right. Let me help you understand where that comes from. Because obviously the deficit has not gone down $1.7 trillion. Heck, we just put $1.6 trillion of it up in the first 10 months of this year. So that's not a real number, okay? It's a budgetary number. It is based on their 10-year projection of what his budget, at the end of that 10 years, he will have reduced, their plan says, his budget says, at the end of 10 years, they will have reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion. That's why he keeps throwing out the exact same number every time that number doesn't change because it's a projected number. It's not a real number. We're not actually realizing a reduction in the deficit. In fact, the deficit is increasing every single day. And so it's it's just a flat eyed lie. It's not a real number. Again, they're using a number based off of a 10 year projection on what the deficit will be at the end of their 10 year budget plan. And, uh, And we all know that that's already blown out of the water. It's not going to happen. It's not going to get reduced, not when it continues to go up, not when we continue to print money, not when we continue to raise interest rates. A five-year-old could do that math problem, okay? The Congressional Budget Office itself, uh, 1.6 trillion deficit estimates. It was actually, their original estimate was 1.4. It came in $200 billion higher it came in at 1.6 trillion. We've now borrowed 5.3 billion per day and have already surpassed all of last year's deficits. The deficit this year and next year are on track to be 50% larger than before the pandemic. Do you understand how much freaking money that 50% larger than when than what they were under Donald J Trump? Say what you want, man. 2016, 17, 18 and 19. 17, 18, and 19. Great years. Twenty sucked. The pandemic hoax, the that was also part of the election fraud, election interference, the may make no mistake. COVID was part of the election interference just as much or more than the suppression of information from the Hunter Biden's laptops and Hunter's tax issue and the fact that the vice president's family was involved in bringing in tens of billions of dollars from foreign entities while he was vice president. So COVID was part of that. And, uh, and, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, I, am I concerned about the, the ballot boxes and the ballot box stuffing, the, the ballot harvesting that occurs? Yes, absolutely. I am. Is that going to get fixed before 2024? Hopefully some of it does, but, the way that we combat it is by playing the same game. I'm not convinced that that the election night is what caused Donald Trump to not still be in the White House. It could be. It's an arguable point. Is there fraud that occurs? Absolutely. We could debate the level of that fraud and how much of an impact it has. But my point is, if we engage in the same tactics of ballot harvesting up to, The legal limit. If we get our votes in early, stop going same-day voting. Stop until that's the law for everybody. Get your ballots in early and encourage others to do the same. But the election interference in 2020, it happened because it was before the election. It was with the suppression of information, like I said, and COVID, of course, was a big part of that as well to uh, make Trump look bad right before the election happen. Uh, the U S government has spent an alarming $6. dollars over the last 12 months. Most of these numbers, they don't really, it's hard to register because we just don't, we can't think in numbers that large They're massive, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a hell of a lot of money, right? We, you, you can say that. I don't think we understand just how much it is. We are now spending or this is up 14% since last year. So our spending is going up by an alarming rate, 14%. People are making less money. Interest rates are up. It was shy of the 7.6 trillion record during 2020. So we're spending almost as much as we did in the pandemic year with all the massive amounts of money that was printed and put out in pandemic and COVID relief to people and businesses. Except people and businesses are not getting that money now. The government is taking it and they're giving it to China to make solar panels and blades for windmills and to, and to process precious earth, which they control almost the entire market. Continues, we're now spending just $900 billion less than a period when $4 trillion was handed out. The worst part, over the last 12 months, the U.S. deficit is at $1.4 trillion. That's up $1 trillion compared to last year. Last year at this time, $400 billion. This year, $1.4 trillion is the deficit. It's not sustainable. You can look at the chart. This is what has happened since Biden took office. The numbers don't lie. And by the way, these are from government sources. And... So you, you, you can't just go out there and say, oh, well, you know, you're just making this stuff up. No, I'm not. The U.S. deficit is expected to be the third worst in history at $1.7 trillion this year. Interesting that the number just happens to be the same that Biden claims to have reduced the deficit by all the time. The total U.S. deficit for fiscal year 2023 is expected to be $1.7 trillion, the third worst in the nation's history, according to the Congressional Budget Office. Again, a government source. Their own sources are, are putting this information out. And I know this gets kind of dry, but this is important. you got to understand the economic lie that they're trying to feed everybody and and the reality of it. Yes, you can feel it. I know that. I certainly feel it every single day. Having said that, it's good to understand the what's and the why's, right? Check this out.
2: In this New York Times Siena poll, if you ask about the nation's economy, people rated it only excellent at 2%, only fair at 29%, Mm -hmm. poor, at 49 percent and Joe Biden's approval on the economy is only 36 percent. So what can you talk about that a little bit, how people feel about the economy and what goes into that? Yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling that the vibe's not right. The vibe's not right, Joe. You know, they thought their student loans were going to be forgiven. You know, they were able to pay off all this debt during COVID, and now suddenly their credit card debt is back. A lot of Americans thought that they could continue working from home, and now they're being asked back into the office. So things are not going as
0: planned. No, they're not going as planned, but they're going as expected, at least for those of us who have seen this happen before. And those of us who looked at the things Biden was promising to do as an extreme commie Democrat. And, and we knew this is exact. I, I predicted high interest rates and inflation when he was still running before he even took office. It's obvious. It was the, it was the very predictable result of their fiscal policies. I mean you just you just can't you just can't make this stuff up all right we're moving on to a little bit of weirdness here we're going to feature Biden today on that and uh, check this out and
1: uh, and now
0: sadness my, actually
1: I have a, a bunch of grandchildren they all have secret service, and my daughter has secret service and you know it's it's just wonderful <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what about that seventh grandchild that granddaughter that you're just now uh Accepting the fact that she is your grandchild and acknowledging that fact. I don't think she has Secret Service protection. So, so not all of your grandchildren have Secret Service protection, right? Just six of them. Anyway, I just. He gets lost again. 50 50 chance. He has no idea which direction to go. It's not it's not like it's a huge stage. It's a little it's a little riser stage with steps off the side in a warehouse or something. I've played on dozens and probably hundreds of these as a musician. They're not big. And usually the steps are only on one side. So he got up there and he can't remember which way to go when he gets off. He does this all this freaking time. I don't know what it is. I mean, Swiss cheese for brains to ridden old Rotten sack of potatoes is what Bon Gino calls them. It, it, yeah. You got a 50-50 chance, man. I would never, ever bet with this guy or go to Vegas with him because I'm telling you, you would lose. He can't even get 50-50 right. Can't even get 50-50 right. Check this one out.
1: Because it makes wind towers that's going to go into turbines made by... G.E. Verona, excuse me, I mispronounced it, Vernova in Florida, New York.
0: That was Biden versus the teleprompter. He's, He's squinting at it. Oh, I mispronounced it, I'm sorry. What an embarrassment. What an absolute embarrassment. All right, so the FBI decided to go raid Um. Craig, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing the, the middle name correctly, uh, Craig DeLune Robinson. And he had been, and I read a lot of his social social platform, uh, some of the things that he posted. And um, definitely, I mean, the guy was pretty aggressive. He did make some threats. I understand that they are investigating these threats and I, I approve. I appreciate that. Absolutely. If he's making threats against public officials or anybody else, he should be investigated. Having said that he should not be shot for it. At least not without due process. So what did the FBI do? Well, they decided a neighbor caught a video. They went, he's 74 years old, by the way. And, uh, they decided to go to his house and, and do a, conduct a pre-dawn raid. Six fifteen. One of the this is like the last resort you're going to do if you know you have an aggressive, a dangerous person that you're going after to serve warrants to and arrest. They could have knocked on his door with some agents. They could have done. They could have intercepted him when he was at the grocery store, going to and from his car at any point in time when he's traveling around and going about his business. They could have kept him under surveillance and chosen the time and place. Instead. They conducted a very aggressive raid with a team, uh, uh, what amounts to a SWAT team, including busting in his door using flashbang grenades, men in full military gear, body armor, automatic weapons, busting into his living room, and they shot him. I don't know exactly how it went down, but here's what I would imagine. Well, first of all, personally, me. If I hear someone banging on my door in the middle of the night or very early in the morning and a flashbang goes off in my living room, the very first thing I'm reaching for is my firearm. The very first thing I'm reaching for. Self-preservation. I'm going to protect myself and my family and my dogs from people who would want to do them harm. Natural reaction for many Americans. Okay? So the the theory goes, I would imagine that's kind of what happened. They get in there. Here he is. He's got a gun. And so they shot him. This is another massive overreach and massive blunder by a federal law enforcement agency exerting their control and their muscle and their intimidation on the American public. Okay. This guy may have been a bad actor. Like I said, I read some of the things that he was posting. Certainly not anything I would ever post or encourage anybody else to do either. But um, I don't think he deserved to get shot for. Her. And I think that it was handled poorly. I hope there are investigations. I hope that more truth comes out and that they can be transparent. But we've kind of learned that with the Biden administration, you can't expect transparency. Even when you get I mean, the J6 committee, they just, like I said, they destroyed a ton of evidence, right? That can no longer be subpoenaed, including communication between the J6 committee and the White House, gone, no longer exists. They destroyed it illegally. And so it's no longer available for Donald Trump's defense to bring up a trial or to subpoena or to even look at. On those grounds alone, the case should be entirely dismissed. But you know, it won't be. <sighs> anyway, back to, here's the video that the neighbor caught of of the FBI raiding, dude conducting a pre-dawn raid, six fifteen a.m. and here's what it looked like from the outside. He he keeps recording going right up to the minute that the flashbang went off, and I don't know what happened then, but that was the end of it. Check it out. Look at all those cops in full full armor. So there we go, and then they went in and killed him. hey <sighs> yeah, yeah. As I said, the J six committee destroyed evidence that could have exonerated protesters and President Trump. This evidence might have also implicated Pelosi and the FBI. So maybe they w- weren't destroying the evidence just to prevent Trump from having a defense because they didn't want anything to be favorable for him. But maybe they were. Destroying evidence that implicated others, including their communications with the White House, uh, they need to get a hold of these things right now. Anything that's left needs to get out of control of the Congress, out of control of the J Six Committee. Wherever they're stored at, wherever these things are, they need to be secured, and they need to be secured right now. It, it, it might be too late, but you know they can't destroy everything. There's got, I mean. You can. There's a lot of information. They they did, conducted that thing for over a year, right? Okay, we're going to move on now. Uh, here's a little bit of information leading into our next segment, which is going to be on the border and and the illegal immigrants that are immigrants, the illegal aliens that are flooding across it. First, we're going to hear from Biden's campaign manager. Can you imagine having to be Biden's cam- campaign manager? Who took, who wants that job? I mean, you got you gotta be a, a glutton for punishment or some sort of uh, a sadist to really want to, to have that job. I can't believe, uh, I hope that they're paying, I wonder what they gave her or what they're paying her. Anyway, here she is, check it out.
3: The
1: Republican party has made gains with Hispanic voters during the Trump era. Democrats, Still tend to win a majority, as you know, but Pew data shows that was down to 60 percent in 2022, that midterm, compared to 72 percent in the 2018 midterm. How are you going to reverse that downward trend among Hispanic Hispanic voters when it comes to Democratic priorities?
3: Well, we know it's really important to speak to the issues that really matter most to um, Hispanic voters and to Latino voters across this country, and I think... President Biden and Vice President Harris have really, you know, exemplified um, what are some of the most core values to our Latino community and and to our um, Latino families. And it is that of faith, of family, of hard work.
0: (laughs) Bullshit. They've focused on what's important to the Hispanic community. Oh, what, like drag queen shows for children? Like, um, you know... Sex changes and 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 hormones and and cutting off breasts, that sort of thing, are, are those are those Hispanic family values? How about going after religion? Is that is that a Hispanic value? Teaching children uh, and giving them graphic sexual material when they're in grade school, are those part of the Hispanic community's values? You see, it's not hard to to understand why they're losing a percentage of the Hispanic vote because, and support, not just their vote, but their support in general, because you see the Hispanic culture is one of family. It's not one of single parent households. It's not one of sexual perversion. It's not one. It's a, it's a As general, they're very family oriented. They're, they're religious. Okay, they believe in God. They don't believe in in the LGBTQ stuff. They believe there's men and there's women and that they belong together to build a family under God. And the Democrats wonder why they're losing support of the Hispanic communities. It's not that hard. (laughs) That, and a lot of these people, came into this country legally under a system that was in place and has been in place. It took them years to get here and they finally got here and they got their green card. Some of them became citizens. And now you're just letting people in without any check whatsoever. Basically here, fill this out on an app. Come on in. We'll give you money. We'll give you cell phones. We'll, we'll send you to wherever you want to go in the country I'd be a little pissed if that were me. Speaking of people coming across the border, here's a fine gentleman right here.
2: Take a look at this picture here from right here in Maverick County, where we are Texas Rangers and special operators arresting this Honduran national they found hiding on a train trying to get deeper into the US. Uh, turns out they run his name. He is a confirmed MS-13 gang member, a registered sex offender who is crossed illegally four times before. And he's got a lengthy criminal history of violent, including kidnapping, abduction and sexually violent crimes back out here live. Authorities announcing yesterday that a Venezuelan migrant was arrested for raping a uh, a woman right in front of her three-year-old child. This happened in upstate New York in a hotel room. One of those migrants who crossed illegally got sent to New York and is now arrested for rape.
0: Fine people. We're letting all these people in. And, you know, these are only the people that we catch. There are a ton of them. Estimates about 30%. And these are, these are pretty good estimates because th- they see these people come across. They have tons of electronic surveillance all over the place. They cannot, so if, if people choose not to come through a port of entry or they choose not to come into a place where they're accepting asylum seekers and they want to evade and come into the country illegally, they can because there's just not enough border patrol agents to cover all of that, all of, all of that border, okay? So- but they can tell. They have electronic surveillance. They have cameras. They have infrared. They have drones. They have all kinds of things going on. So they have a really good handle on how many people are sneaking across that that never that they never talk to that they never register, that they never document. Okay, and those are the gotaways. About thirty percent. So if we're catching some of these guys, and this guy was trying to evade, obviously he was hiding in a truck, um, and and he was he was wanted, but he's going to get deported again, and he's going to try to come back again, and probably maybe next time he'll be successful. Guy told a story about one of these people who came through, came to the United States, actually went through the process, got processed, sent to New York, committed a rape right in front of the, the, the mother's uh, three-year-old. So there's a, there's a large criminal element that's happening, that, that, that's being permitted to come into this country, whether it's drugs or human trafficking, or just criminals and thugs in general. And if we know about the ones that are happening, how much of it is happening that we don't? Like I said, about 30% gotaways. Over 7 million people have come into this country since Biden became president. That includes the gotaways. So about 30% of those, roughly 2 million or so, we have no idea who they are. We don't know where they came from. We don't know where they went. We don't know what their intentions are. But yeah, Mayorkas, the border is absolutely secure.
2: Harris, triple digit digit heat stops nothing out here, as you know well, and the numbers are surging. Multiple sources telling me that yesterday alone, just over 6,000 migrants were apprehended by Border Patrol after they crossed illegally. That is a huge increase over what we were seeing in late May. In June. And we want to show you what, uh, what also happened yesterday in Brownsville. Let's take a look at these images. This is the Brownsville port of entry, the Gateway International Bridge, where a large group of several hundred migrants tried rushing it in the early morning hours after false rumors spread that the border was essentially going to be open. You can see CBP responded by deploying razor wire and deploying personnel in the middle of that bridge to block all of these migrants. We are told nobody ended up getting through, but this is the sort of thing we've seen happen multiple times this year alone as these rumors continue to spread among.
0: Who do you suppose spreading these rumors? Nobody with good intentions, I can tell you that. So we have an issue at the border. It's not being addressed. It's affecting, it's funny, the Democrats didn't care about it uh, until it became part of their problem. New York and the mayor of New York, this is one example. And finally he's realizing, oh, this is not sustainable. We can't do this. But who does he blame? He blames the border states. You know, that those they should have stayed down there in the desert where they belong, basically is what he's saying. Don't send them to New York. But dude, you're a sanctuary city. I thought you loved these people. Now their hotels are overflowing. They're talking about setting up camps in, in Central Park. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's just close the border so no more people come in. I was yesterday you said you're on pace to spend 5 billion on migrant care in this fiscal year to, to give people some perspective that is more than the city spends on sanitation parks, and the fire department combined. So you're asking for money here. Do I have that right?
3: A combination, more than money, because the faucet is flowing. We have to stop the faucet. We have to make sure we have a real decompression strategy at the border. And we have to ensure that we have real immigration reform because it's gonna, going to continue. It's not sustainable. When you look at 10,000 a month, the math just does not add up.
0: It just, just doesn't add up. And we need more than money. We need we need to, to be stopped. <laughs> Other states are dealing with the same issue. It, it's they just what did they think was going to happen? God, they, they they destroy themselves with their own policies every single time. I mean, if it, if it weren't so tragic for so many people, it would be funny to watch. But it is. It's tragic not only for people; it's tragic for America. Because it's destroying this country. Think
3: about what happened in the last few um, uh, months. Uh, We have created a funnel. All the bordering states have now took the funnel right to New York City. New York is the, New York City is the economic engine of this entire state and country mm. If you decimate this city, you're going to decimate the foundation of what's happening look at Chicago, Los Angeles uh, Houston and now you're hearing the governor of Massachusetts and so when people say what well, they have we, we gave them a hundred million dollars $12, 12 billion dollar bill yeah I mean, what so table what you are, you are we, dining
0: there? we- it's, the, it's the border state's fault for funneling everybody to their states. Their response is laughable. And and it's just, again, I'll repeat, if it weren't so tragic, but it is tragic. It's tragic for a lot of people. A lot of those migrants, I'm, I'm sure, are coming to America with the hope of a better life and to build a better life and to become successful, to live the American dream. And how sad for them to get here and discover that what they've been led to believe their entire lives, that America is the beacon of hope. America is where you can go and become anything you want. America is where you can go and become successful. America is the land of the free, the home of the brave, and the land of opportunity. No, no. See, that's that's not, that's not here anymore because the Democrats have taken it away. Now we can take it back and we can get it and we need to take it back. And it happens. It happens in 2024, but it starts right now. We can't continue to let, we can't continue to react. All right. So we need to get out. We need to activate. We need to be involved in this election and get involved starting right now. If you're If you're just sitting at home and you're just being a keyboard warrior, you know, hey, that might make you feel better. But is it really changing anything? Is it really changing anyone's mind? Is it really helping a candidate that's going to represent the Constitution, protect the Constitution and represent your values? Is it helping to get them elected? Is it helping to switch to Congress, take over the Senate, take over the House? How about your local school board? How about your local county? How about your local state governments? So when you're, next time you're you're on your keyboard and you're, you're you're making some sort of comment or trying to persuade somebody try to think of what you can be doing because there are tons of campaigns going on right now the primary season is in full swing for local state and national offices you can become involved these people need those whether it's just sending emails whether it's stuffing envelopes whether it's knocking on doors Maybe you're not a people person. Maybe you don't, maybe you can't get out. Maybe you can't go to rallies and, and support them. Maybe you can't go knocking on doors for one reason or another. Whether whether it's a physical impediment or you just have other responsibilities. How about five bucks? How about ten bucks? How about a yard sign? You can buy one for twenty bucks. Sometimes they're free if you go to an event, but to order them online, you can get those. They're usually 20 bucks. Most of that goes to the campaign and you get a yard sign to put up. Now, if you live in a city, you might you know, that's like throwing money away because someone's just gonna steal it. But you know, you get my point. Everybody can do something to get involved. And you know, go to your school board meetings. Listen to what's going on. If you have something to say, go ahead and say it. You know, you don't even have to have kids going to school. We all pay property taxes. That's generally how school districts are supported, are by people who own property in that district. You're a taxpayer. You have every right to go to those school board meetings and voice your opinion. I encourage you to do so. But please do something, and I, I make this this call all the time for people to get involved. Whether it's a, I do an interview show or, or a showcase show, like I'm doing today, I, I do. And I promote this. And I believe in this. I believe in getting involved, okay? I give my gifts where I can. I do the show. Hopefully it gets out. It's growing pretty good. Thank you very much. Rumble.com slash The Nun Report is where you can find me. I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report. Thank you so much for supporting me. I appreciate it, okay? Share this video. That's something you can do. Maybe if you share this and 100 people see it, maybe one or two will actually get something out of it. Share others' videos, not just me. There's tons of great podcasts out there. There's tons of great information. Educate yourself. Don't just repeat what you hear. Dig into it a little bit. Just today I heard I was on a I was on a, I think it was Facebook. I was and somebody commented, I, I posted a video of Vivek Ramaswamy. As as most of you know by now, I'm I'm kind of a fan of his. I'm a little Ramaswamy fanboy. And so the uh And the the first comment, and this was in a conservative group. Yeah, it's coming back to me. So it was in a conservative group on Facebook. And uh, the first comment was, um, he's a Soros-funded rhino. No. (laughs) This person, she had heard this somewhere or, you know, saw a post or saw a meme or something. But she certainly didn't get this information by diving in to the facts. Because the fact is, he has nothing to do with George Soros. In 2011, Vivek Ramaswamy, and I've talked about this before, received a $90,000 grant from Fellowships for New Americans, which is a foundation founded and funded by Paul Soros and his wife, Daisy. Paul is the estranged brother of George, has nothing to do with him, nothing to do with the World Economic Forum. And I found that information in about two minutes of research. It took me about another 10 or 15 to compile everything so I could do a show. It was actually one of the easiest shows I'd ever put together because the information was plentiful and it was readily available. But so many people just won't take that extra step to verify something before regurgitating. So I would encourage you also to do that. We're free thinkers, act like one. Anyway, Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio or a podcast, please make sure to check me out on uh, Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Missed that one. Rumble.com slash The Nun Report. That's where all the videos are up, and I put clips and lots of different stuff up there as well. I'm going to get more active uh, with other information there uh, besides just my show. Uh, I'm also on all the socials at The Nun Report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because my... When my original account got nuked, it was I couldn't so I couldn't get the so now it's at NunReport on Twitter. Or just go to my website, the Um, hey, go see God's. I'm wearing this shirt today. God's children are not for sale. That's uh that's a shirt for for uh, Sound of Freedom. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. It's getting ready to go. International, baby. Made over $150 million here domestically. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Anyway, hey. Thanks again for watching, Uh, and uh, as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.